Hello, hello, listeners to the Third Way podcast. One of my favorite things to visit with people about is creativity. And there's, well, it's always pretty good to talk about creativity with someone that is one of the most creative people I know. And I'm joined today by my dear friend, Liz Deering. So good, I guess it's afternoon, Liz. Good afternoon, Justin. Glad to be here. So uh, Liz is the owner of Impact Haven. Um, We've known each other probably about six years, I think, something like that. One of my older uh, Austin friends, which is pretty cool um, that we haven't wrecked the friendship in the last six years. (laughs) I guess we haven't insulted each other enough yet, right? (laughs) Or at the right amount. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, um, I've wanted to have you on for a while and I've got it worked out. Um, so the topic today is around creativity and I wanted to, to kind of frame this as a creative mindset. Um, I think I, I long, I long viewed creativity as like a, either something you're just naturally or something that is naturally, you know, artistic, which is probably true. Um, but I've made the correlation or the similar, you know, like I thought or to art- being artistic and creative were the same thing. And it's taken me the last couple of years to realize that we're all creative, um, uh, especially if you're a mom or a dad, then we're really creative because we made, we made humans. So, um, which we both have. So um, yeah. anyway, so that's the topic for today. And so the first question I thought we could kick around is, is related to, creativity and, and the, through the lens of entrepreneurism. Um, before we do that, though, I would be curious to see what your definition of creativity is. Hmm. That's a good question. I think it's, I think a lot of people do have a similar perspective to what you had, which is that maybe they're not creative, maybe they're not creative enough to be counted as creative. You know, I, I speak to lots of people that think that way. I, I definitely suppose that my definition of creativity comes from going to school for creativity, mm-hmm. <laughs> going to school for first English lit and then design kind of puts you in the smack in the middle of like the creative category. Mm-hmm. My definition of creativity is about being able to come up with a solution inside of a box. Oh, wow. That's, that's creative. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, the whole like think outside the box. And then there's the, well, what, what there is no box. And I was like, there's always a box in creativity because, you know, the song ends, the art has a framework around it, the, the whatever, whatever the medium is, it ends. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's fascinating. It's a fascinating. And it has a way that it's perceived, right? Like right. art on a wall is seen in a space or, Right. Music is heard in a headset or at a concert. Like it's, it's not everything. It's, it's in a, right. some container. Right. It's to figure out how to get the goal accomplished in that container or box. Yeah. And what's, I think partially what led to me want to talk to you about this topic is that um, there's been a, you know, through primarily the, the, the internet and, and just a lot of uh, democratization of content, we have, um, we have, made it seem as if um, you can produce without being creative. Um, you know, it's my observation of like club music, <laughs> not creative. <laughs> more of a preference. And I think it's also related to the artistic, say artistic is the ability, the natural ability, like being athletic. 
then design um, is the skill. And I think though the root of all of that is creativity. So it, through the lens of an entrepreneur, back to that idea is, is it, do you think creativity is a must have for an entrepreneur? Or have you ever seen an entrepreneur succeed that wasn't creative? <laughs> Using your definition. That's a good question. I think, I do think it's a must have um, because I think in the risk taking that comes with entrepreneurship, you have to expect you're going to be dealing with unexpected challenges, whether that's financial or skill-based or, or whatever the market, you know, anything could happen. To me, creativity is a must-have because you've got to be willing to and, and ready to kind of roll with it, right? Like what you planned isn't working. You got to get creative. Do you right. need a different person? Do you need a different approach? If you don't feel like you can switch and kind of change things up and try new things when when things are challenging i think it's going to be very hard to sustain as a any kind of entrepreneur that i think the main reason people don't make it is lack of confidence in that that skill the ability to adapt and you know we see these stories of people and their wild successes but you don't see all the steps it took them to get to that success, most of which are probably moments of feeling like, oh, crap, you know, like, now what am I going to do? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so I think creativity is so essential. Yeah, that's interesting. And not surprising. I, I actually have a new keynote that I'm delivering that was inspired by um, the work I was doing with you and Ben at Unink at the time called The Art of Unfinishing. And the fact that leadership is much more about the unknown than the known. The known is managed, the future is, the unknown is led into. And I think, I think I'm think i with you on this, that it's a must have. Um, and, and I look at it as without creativity, you're missing like three things. One is your intuition. So make it more spiritual. Creativity is maybe sacral energy and sacral energy is about intuition, not instinct. Uh, instinct is a, is a survival or more uh, primitive um, tool. Um, I think that another area that creativity, if you don't have it, you miss is inspiration to inspire people, whether it's your, your team or your, obviously the marketplace or investors to take the leap with you. I think that's, I think that's essential. And then innovation. And when I've seen larger companies and they have leaders that talk about innovation and but they struggle with it as an organizational discipline, they're not that creative. That's that's part of it. I mean, they underneath it, they are, but they don't have a creative mindset. They've had very left brain engineering, analytical mindset. And it's um, you know, it's there's there's something about the ability to exercise your right brain that activates that. The, the intuition and the inspiration and the innovation that other people don't have. Um, yeah. And I would say, I think it's practiced, you know, like you can start out somewhat creative and end up very creative. Yeah, right. <laughs> you don't just have it or don't have it. Right. It's, right. it's, I don't think that's true. I think it's a learned skill that you get better and better and better at recognizing, Oh, now I need to be creative <laughs> right now. You yes. know, not like yes. next week. You know, yes. time to solve this now. Yes, exactly. Um, so creativity, this this in, intrinsic skill slash mindset, 
how does it change how you look at your life? How would it, if someone was to access your creativity, how would their life and their business look different, do you believe? Hmm. I think that for me, it's hard to separate the two, right? It's hard to, right. to pull that out yeah. of myself and imagine yeah. what my life would look like. <laughs> but if I, if I did try to do that or fathom that, I think for starters, you could imagine I wouldn't have taken a lot of the risks I've taken or taken all the leaps that I've taken. I've had several big leaps where I've completely moved cities and started over. I've had multiple businesses I've launched. Several have failed. Mm -hmm. It's been, there's been plenty of times where I have decided to like re-up, try something new, but stick to who I am and stick to what I want to do in the world. And I think creativity is essential to the confidence going into those kind of decisions that says, hey, this is not going how I thought it would go. I'm not happy about it. I believe I have enough creativity and like grit to make a new decision, you know, yeah. Pick, take a new path. So I think if if you were to, to take that and apply it to folks' lives, I think the big shift would be risk-taking and it could even be small risk-taking like in a work setting or in a family setting mm -hmm. being willing to speak up and say something being willing to suggest something different being out out there on the <laughs> on the edges a bit you know and being willing to say hey what about this creative idea what if we solve this problem this way i think that a lot of folks just don't make those moves because they haven't made those moves therefore mm -hmm. they're not comfortable you know yeah yeah there's such a need for surety um, and I think that creativity, uh, the, 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 the surety is the enemy of creativity in a lot of yes. ways. Um, I don't remember who it was. I think it was like the lead guitarist for Megadeth. They were one of those bands. He goes and gets a beginner's guitar lesson once a year. Um, and that Shoshin, nice. you know, beginner's mind. I think that's a huge aspect that you're talking like you're talking towards or talking about and risk-taking as well. I totally agree with that. Um, I think that, I think, I think this, I think what happens when you don't have a creative lens in life, I think you miss art. Mm. You miss art. You miss the ability to either create or notice the original. And, you know, there's, there's this, this whole observation of the attraction to sameness that you see, especially in the U.S. culture, in the business culture, that that again back to surety or or, or or certitude, and so if you can see art, either see it or create it, you're you're designing the future as you go. This is why, like in authoritarian um, governments um, or political. Um, ideologies, they, some of the first people they go after are the artists. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's why there are, there are no famous Trump supporting artists. Not really. <laughs> so. <that's> my, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the artists are the heretics. So, you right. know, look well, out. I think it's so, very much true. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, seeing the art, I think that's a, I think that's a huge thing in, in, in creating the future. And then you would, you talked about like going into the mystery. It's like the thing you want most, the, the, the desire for a secure future is going to come from what you create. 
It's not going to come from some system or assumption or a set of expectations because those will get shattered again and again. And I mentioned this to my, my partner, Virginia, today, we were talking about plans and um, life planning or something. And I said, if you're, all your plans come true, you didn't dream big enough. <laughs> and I think that's what happens. You, you talked about this earlier about, about, but lack of creativity keeps you small and beige. It does, and it, it keeps your, um, I think it keeps your world really small. Like if you're creative, then the world is endless. You know, you can, right. anything to be around the next corner, any uh, connection or opportunity is around the next corner and you never know what that's going to be. And you're, I think creativity also really needs optimism to go with it <laughs> because, you know, without that pairing, it's, it can be pretty overwhelming to just be generally creative about everything in all directions. I, I think for me, at least optimism is a big part of kind of that's what grounds my creativity is the general belief that it's all going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Now, what am I going to create? You know, yeah. I remember having this really, really hard time. The first year of design school, they, they push you to be creative. Right. And how many ideas can you generate is a big part of that training. And that one of the assignments we first had first year of design school was to go off and draw, make up, draw as many chairs as you could, mm -hmm. any type of chair. <laughs> and you weren't supposed to go looking online or you know finding ideas, although I'm sure people did. Even if you do, you run out of ideas <laughs> pretty quickly. There's only so many kinds of chairs that can be made. And you start to realize that like little subtle changes make it different. And what are all the qualities of the chair and what makes it a chair and you start to get into these like really esoteric stuff but it was an amazing exercise because it made me realize this is what I'm getting myself into this in this creative field is I have to be able to never stop generating ideas like new ideas new ideas right when you think that the customer or the client or the team you're working with has hooked onto your idea something else might happen and you have to come up with a better one or a different one or combine two other ones you know so it, it really trained me to constantly be thinking past where I was. Like, what about this? What about this? What about this? Mm. I think it's that's invaluable in yeah. life. Yeah, never, I don't think I've ever thought about that way before. Um, I like the idea that, you know, you need optimism to be creative. I think you also need discipline. Um, yeah. There is a systemic aspect to it, you know, is, is uh, Louis L'Amour, one of my favorite authors of all time, um, said in his memoirs, one does not decide to be a writer and start writing, one starts writing and becomes a writer. That's very much what happened to me. It's like, I didn't really decide to be a writer. I just started writing. And so, and then Stephen Pressfield talks um, at, at length in his books, especially The War of Art, about the need for discipline, because there's a factor in here, I think, that is dominant within Western, U, like U.S. business consciousness, and that is what he refers to as resistance. Um, and it's, it's without optimism and without discipline, you're going to be, your, your, your creative skills are going to be co-opted to generate propaganda or mm -hmm. iconization or idolatry of something. It's not actually going to be art. Um, yep. It's not going to be artistic. It's going to be 
um, in service to your overlord, as it were. It's going to be like beautiful Nazi propaganda. Right. Or, or, you know, selling clean. That's some high skill to put to a really awful end, you know? Right. And I, and I, and so I think about that too, is like every opportunity you have and you see some brands are excellent at this, but every opportunity you have to present art to your, to your client audience, you should do it. So I think of Ward B. Parker and their hundred word story or um, Southwest Airlines or Chick-fil-A, they, Yeti, they all, take a, a moment in the, within the packaging or the customer experience to present that present art. And I think that if you are run by a bunch of people that are listening to the resistance, they're, they've already checked the box. We have a logo, we have our shitty, you know, uh, Northwestern mutual e- or Liberty mutual uh, email ad. And now, now we've, now we've created and like, no, you haven't created, you've interrupted, you've spent money. Um, yeah, you've spent money. And, you've harassed. You yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. You've been annoying, <laughs> but um, so this last part, uh, last question is really around you, and you know, you've been doing, um, you know, as you've been a create an entrepreneur that does creative things for a while now, and you're a single mom, and so I'm curious about what you do to nurture creativity within you. Um, as it relates to both finding the edge, as you mentioned, and, and staying fresh and also dealing with like burnout and, you know, all that, what are some practices that you have to stay creative? Yeah. Um, I have a lot. I think that different moments kind of call for different things. Um, when it comes down to just day-to-day life and trying to stay creatively inspired, my big thing is typically to simplify. So if I'm starting to feel like I'm just, it's just all too much. There's too many demands. There's too much going on. I'm I'm not going deep enough in any of the creative work that I'm doing, or I've just kind of lost my energy in that way. I start asking myself, what can I simplify in my day, in my routine, even in the, you know, multiple hours that we have the day that we say, what am I doing with these hours? A lot of times it comes down to simplifying for me and the simplification feels like a, like a reset. So it could be, honestly, it could be as small as saying, well, I could probably move like these two meetings two days from now. And I could probably give myself like an hour to just, just like do nothing, (laughs) you know, or I could just maybe delay this a little bit more and give myself some space, some mental space. I'm always a big fan of, I think creativity it, for me comes from two really big things inspire me. One is other people very much inspire me. And the other is empty space. <laughs> so those are the opposites, I guess, of each other, but other people inspire me. So I will go looking for inspiration in the form of like books, podcasts, shows. I'm, I love dissecting people's biographies, autobiographies, anything that shows me somebody else's journey and kind of pulls me out of my own head is what I love. Of course, I also go searching for stories that inspire my story. So anybody entrepreneurial, you know, anyone who's a single mom, anyone who might be similar to me in some way, um, I'll go looking for those stories. In fact, I've even started kind of calling down my entire Instagram feed to only be 
inspirational content from my perspective, like what I want to be inspired by. Mm-hmm. Empty space for me is in the form of either water or sky. <laughs> so okay. I have a patio, a, like a dime sized patio in my place here. And I will sit on that patio pretty much every evening, unless something catastrophic happens to interrupt it. But even my daughter knows like it's patio time, like do not bring any devices on the patio because <laughs> that's what I'm, I need. I just need to sit up there and stare at the sky. Yeah. Or I need to go take a little getaway by the water, any water, the lake, the ocean you know, somewhere that I can kind of imagine and it kind of takes me out of that burnout. Mm. Another thing I will say is that this became a practice and kind of, I didn't realize it was a practice. Like you're saying, you didn't try to be a writer. You just started writing. For me, it's, I'm always like optimizing things for clients. I'm always, you know, retooling people's websites or redoing their brand or re-optimizing the visuals of their experience for their brand I started realizing I can do the same thing in my space so if I start feeling like something's something's off I'm not quite feeling it I will start optimizing my space again I'll say what can I do differently in my space is it do I need to change the direction I'm sitting at my desk (laughs) literally like is it the light do I need to change the sound the smell the color like what can I change that will creatively re-inspire me and it can sometimes be as simple as like sitting on the other side of the desk you know um, just to change my perspective and to know that like that's also possible you know I can and I I had got into that a lot during the pandemic when I was working 100% from my little apartment and doing school from home with my daughter and I felt like the four walls were just you know coming in on me but I decided, okay, that's it. You can, you can change something, you know, <laughs> you could move where your desk is, or you could listen to different music or put a different candle, you know, you could do something to, to kind of spark that creativity and to get myself back into that flow. Um, and then I guess, lastly, for me, I know you and I have talked about this before, but physical movement is a big thing that sparks creativity for me. So Usually for me, that's in the form of taking a long walk or yoga. It's completely a great way to get actually kind of out of your head, but then all these new ideas come, you know, I have to take a little mini notebook with me. If I go walking, it's like in my little pack because it's the worst when you have a great idea and you have nowhere to write it down. Um, So that's, those are some of the things that I do. Yeah. I love that. There's, um, I can't remember the name of the book, but it, it's, like the artistic practices of famous people that were known as creative. And um, hmm. I'll, uh, I'll put it, in, I'll find it and put it in the show notes. But hearing you talk about that is just fascinating to me. It's like, that's a whole genre of inspiration to me is how creative people practice creativity. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think for myself, um, three things come to mind and they're, and they're not surprisingly somewhat dichotomous. So maybe it's, four things but one is 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 spaciousness um what i refer to as unbound time and so mondays are solo days uh they're solo days for maybe not creative output um but creative thinking and when i'm too crowded i don't do well to be creative in like 30 minute sprints um i don't do well to be creative in saying 
you have the whole day to do whatever you want. I need to have some something in there related to spaciousness or white space in the day. Um, but within the but within that though, is I need I need a little I need some tension. You know the the polarity if it is sacral if creativity is sacral energy sacral energy in order to thrive needs a, needs tension it needs like the you know the pull of the bow bowstring and tension for me is in like examining the forbidden or examining taboo ideas or um, uh, kicking around a, a controversial topic with someone you know just talking about things that are that are that spark my mind to think. To, to, to go to the edge of something. Um, and then again, the, the dichotomy of stillness. I, I, I'm not one to create with music or anything. And I, I really don't like like road noise or whatnot. I, I've learned to you know, deal with that, but I need stillness um, as much as possible. But I also do well around creative energy. So much of my writing is actually at coffee shops. And the stillness I'm realizing isn't, I mean, if somebody was using a jackhammer or they're on their phone or speakerphone or something, and I want to tase them in the neck if they're doing that. <laughs> but if there's just a regular chatter, being around that is, even though I, I crave stillness, what that does is it creates, a, it, it forces me almost to create stillness within the moment for myself. It makes me very centered where I am aware that there are people talking and I find that inspiring. Um, and so the, I think those four things, and I would include in their movement, of course, too. And it's interesting for my weekly essays, um, I frequently write them in my head while hiking on, on, a, on a Sunday or a Monday. Nice. And they, I can see them coming out. And then I, I have a journal, a, a journal specific to um, like creative ideas. And I, I map out the essay and then when it's time to write, I don't go like, what are you going to write about today? It's you know, right all there. Yeah. You have sometimes it. you'd be like, I'm, so on Friday, I'm like, oh, I'm going to write about this. And then Monday rolls around and you're like, meh, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. I do a similar thing. I, I come up with most of my poetry. I come up with it in yoga. Well, I don't try to come up with it. It just comes through, yeah. you know, I'm in yoga. I'm like, there's the title. Oh, there's a phrase. What's that? Yeah. I haven't gotten as like, I haven't got quite as ridiculous as like bringing my notebook to yoga, but I might start doing that. I'll be like the girl in the back of the class. who's just like <laughs> sitting here instead of doing poses, but I, I'll write it down and then I'll leave it alone. And then I don't really force it. And then later I think, oh, I, I feel like writing usually on the weekend. I feel like writing poetry, not just writing, writing. And I'll just pull up my list. I'll be like, there it is. That's what I want to write. And the rest of it will come. But I think part of it is allowing yourself space to actually create without an audience, you know? Like I I we've talked about this as well, but I I write every morning not for an audience, just for myself. And sometimes really profound stuff comes through. Sometimes I'm just moaning, complaining, you know, <laughs> yeah, commiserating with myself, telling myself, yeah. keep going, <laughs> you yeah. know, pretty much the same thing most mornings. Yeah. And I I think it's helpful because once I get that out very much like the artist's way, once you get it started, the creativity can flow. So right. otherwise I might feel blocked when I try to either create my own creative endeavors or work for client, work on client creative endeavors, like this other stuff needs to get out of the way. <laughs> so yeah. I got to write it down and 
get it out of the way and handle it and and just just to like kind of know myself right like this is yeah. this is where i'm at this is what's going on with me today and then i think there's more space for creativity yeah yeah i think for, it's weird though because forcing it doesn't work but you, but neither does not doing it you know yeah. it's like oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna watch you know instagram reels for an hour and see if i feel like writing and that's <laughs> you never like no or if I force it, you know, then what forcing does for me is it leads to doubt too. You know, there's, um, yeah. yet, you know, the muse has to invite you to participate in the process. And I think the other thing I was going to mention before we wrap here is I think it's, it's important to have creative things that are like you touched on this with journaling that are just for you. And I have one that's not just for me, but it is a process. It's very, very different than the way I write essays, the way I deliver workshops, the way I, um, um, you know, communicate on this podcast and whatnot. And that's poetry, writing poetry. And what I do with poetry is I don't come up with an idea. I sit and I'm quiet and a poem comes. And it's, it is the most like spiritual, you know, touching God's mind type of experience to receive a poem. I think of the yeah. famous country singer George Jones was asked, "What? How'd you write all those songs?" And he goes, "I didn't. I just held the pen." And there's something about like it's a check-in. If I can create poetry, I'm okay. Everything's yeah, okay. you're connected. You're I'm like connected. right. And maybe essay still a pain they asked to write. Maybe writing marketing copy for a client or or <laughs> or you know something for my 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 business or whatever is hard and. But if, if I'm creating poetry, there's some sort of connection that's happened. And that means I'm here. I'm here in this moment and everything's okay. And that, that's kind of how I use poetry as the canary in the proverbial coal mine, you know, for- Yeah, that's a great way I to put it. produce poetry, then something's off and I've got to fix that, so. I love that. I definitely feel that way about poetry. It's not like I'm trying to make it happen. It just comes through and I write it down. Yeah. And if I start forcing it, it's time to like put the pen back down because it's yeah. not working. That's right. I think the same is with food, actually, for me. Uh, cooking is like poetry. It's like mm-hmm. I either don't want to cook at all and would prefer to just like order in <laughs> and don't be bothered <laughs> or eat a right. bowl of popcorn. Or I'm like, oh, I'm so inspired. Like, what can I make with these ingredients? And all, all this stuff just happens. And Right. And then I get to have that experience of like making something and, you know, it's just, it's just for the sake of creating. <clears throat> it's not really yeah. like for any other reason. It's just to create. Just because. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. Well, um, this was fun. It was, I knew was. that this would be an interesting conversation and um, I'll put links to you and what you do and everything in the show notes. And I'm very grateful for our friendship and thanks for coming on. Thank you. I'm grateful for our friendship as well. You've, you've been a friend, you've been a coach, mentor, many things over the years to me. So I'm looking forward to seeing what we both end up doing next. Yes, exactly. Thanks.